the Cellcast is recorded in front of a live streaming audience. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Cellcast. Joining me today is a man who just learned about appropriate peer-to-teen choice behaviors. Welcome, Jacob. Uh, you had to bring that up, didn't you? You just had to bring that up, didn't you? Can't help it if you made bad choices. That's true, we all do. Anyways, why thank you. Let me do this, our co-host, the man who was just really upset because he was watching the ponies before this PSA started. Welcome, Drew. Boy, there's a dick. <laughs> just a little bit. Just a little bit. Yeah, uh, today... I am doing something I didn't expect I'd ever get a chance to do on this show. <laughs> and I don't know why I didn't think it would ever happen, but I got this guy to watch Homestar Runner. And if y'all don't know who that is, I'll explain that very soon. Mm -hmm. But basically, old YouTube, pre-YouTube internet videos, mm -hmm. which kind of seem like, I, I think I mentioned this once before, I love how my choices for Indie Shorts Month are all old stuff from the internet, while yours is the important uh, Academy Award winning, or mm -hmm. should be Academy Award winning, uh, nominated at least, yes. uh, animated shorts that, sh sh that are the future of, of animation. Mine is, let's see what a bunch of goobers did on the internet for fun. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, this is some cool stuff. So. Agreed. So why don't we go ahead and jump into our review of these two shorts. Yes. I was hoping this would be finished already, but I'll just go ahead and jump in. The following is a spoiler-filled review for the uh, Com Cheat Commandos shorts Shopping for Danger and Commandos in the Classroom, a.k.a. Movie Night. Listener discretion is advised. So these Cheat Commandos, they are a part of a website called HomestarRunner.com, mm -hmm. which were produced by the Brothers Chaps. That's the name of the group. Mm. Uh, Homestar Runner began when Mike... Chapman and Craig Zobel decided the mo that most children's books that they were seeing in a bookstore were awful and decided to write their own called The Homestar Runner Enters the Strongest Man in the World Contest, with the name Homestar Runner coming from an inside joke. Later, uh, brothers, the brothers uh, Mike and Matt Chapman, aka the Brothers Chaps, and Zobel created a short Homestar Runner animation in Mario Paint for mm. a, for, for a uh, ch uh, child relative of theirs. Hmm. For their birthday. Uh, after that point, the brothers Chef Scott were getting interested in flash animation after finishing college and taught themselves how to use the program and created a couple cartoons based on the characters that they had created so mm -hmm. far and then uploaded that to their website, homestarrunner.com in January of 2000. Mike and Matt did most of the animation and Matt voicing all of the uh, characters except for one, Marzipan, which is voiced by Mike's Wife, Missy Palmer. Mm. In August 2001, the Brothers Chaps began a series of shorts called Strong Bad Emails, which very quickly became the most popular pieces of content on the website. Here, the character Strong Bad, who is technically a villain in these, or a bad guy at least, in, in on the site, hmm. answers real emails sent in from fans. By its very nature, Strong Bad Emails, or Spemails as they became to be known, drove most of the new content going to the website, adding in new characters and new series. Uh, into, into into what they were doing. In Spemail number 93, Army, 
Strong Bad is asked if his country, Strong Badia, which is basically his backyard, has an army. Strong Bad says they don't need an army, at which point the Homestarmy, made up of Strong Bad's, uh, made up of Homestar, with Strong Bad's younger brother, Strong Sad, Homsar, a character created from a typo of Homestar's name, and an automatic popcorn popper named Frank Benedetto, who is literally just a piece of, uh, literally a popcorn popper, and wow. doesn't act, there's not animated at all. Uh, unfortunately, Frank does not survive the invasion. Um, Strong Badia sends the hang on. Strong Bad sends the cheat, a cute Pikachu-esque character that helps Strong Bad do his schemes, out to do some reconnaissance. But the cheat refuses unless Strong Bad calls him by his commando name, Firebert. Which Strong Bad doesn't want to do because Firebert isn't a good commando name. I mention all of this. Because this is where Cheat Commandos came from. Oh. On May 10th, 2004, they released the cartoon Cheat Commandos, which starts out as a toy commercial before introducing the Saturday morning cartoon-esque shorts uh, content. If you hadn't figured it out by now, Cheat Commandos are a parody of G.I. Joe. No. The main cast of the Cheat Commando tele- uh, fake cartoon show are mm. Gunhaver, voiced by Crack Stuntman, Flashlight, uh, sorry, Flashfight, Fight Gar, Silent Rip, Krakotage, Reinforcements, Firebird, of course, voiced by the Cheat, mm-hmm. Rip Burger, Foxface, Reynold, and the Blue Laser Commander, who is voiced by the guy who does the bad guy's voice. That's literally the only name they have for this guy. The shorts that they have, that, that, that the, the filmography of the Cheat Commandos uh, includes, of course, the shorts Cheat Commandos, Cheat Commandos O's, a.k.a. Time to Break Fast, Shopping for Danger, Commandos in the Classroom, a.k.a. Movie Night, the Blue Laser Disc Challenge, which was on the Everything Else Volume 2 DVD, mm-hmm. Let Us Give Tanks, an important rap song, the next Epi Snowed, a.k.a. Just Chill till the next Epi Snowed, Cheat Commandos two part episode part one and Cheat Commandos two part episode part two. <laughs> they also cameoed in the short Teen Girl Squad issue number seven as an Easter egg, the email virus, the short Toyki TV, pistols for pandas, danger esque puppet squad, the hot Jones hijack, Mr. Poofers must die, and the December Ween Vent calendar day 12. You can actually buy Cheat Commandos toys from the official Homestar Runner store. In addition, you can download cardboard cutouts of their playsets. Fun fact, after Hasbro uploaded the entire G.I. Joe cartoon onto YouTube in 2020, all the Cheat Commandos cartoons were also uploaded to homes, from homes, to uh, the HomestarRunner.com YouTube channel that same day. Strategy much? Yeah. So let's get into shopping for danger. Okay. I'm not going to mention the cast because I kind of just mentioned the cast earlier. It's all Matt Chapman. Yeah. (laughs) He voices everybody. Uh, This is the first appearance of the Cheat Commandos headquarters playset. Aisle six in price style includes paper towels, soda types, bendy stuff, a cracker, grout cleaner, gym bags, green bottles, and blue bottles. That's literally what it's listed as. Uh As he points out in the DVD commentary, the blue laser babies are, of course, voiced by Matt Chapman. The song that plays in the Easter egg is uh, the Cheat Commandos theme song toned down and rendered in a Muzak-like style. Hmm. 
The YouTube description for this tune is the cheat commandos must stop blue laser from saving money on their groceries for some reason. Uh-huh. So let's, what, what are your thoughts on this now that I've introduced you to what might be the strangest thing I've ever introduced you to? Probably. So to get a little more info and stuff, because oh, you, yeah. you, you stated all of it, except for the release date, which was September 28th, 2024. And it's or 2004. Run, yeah, 2004. Which makes this 20 years old. Exactly. Scary. It's hard to believe this is 20 years old. Exactly. And its runtime is four minutes and 59, 56 seconds. Okay. Uh, when the first time you, uh, it's like, so our last episode, once we, we got done, with, once we got done, you showed me like this episode. And I was like, what in the world? I didn't show you this one. I showed you. That's the, right. I showed you the commercial that technically created uh, that's the introduction right. of the yes. commandos to the site. That's right. I think you showed me like another one. I think it was like the PSA or uh, this one. Uh, no, you no, showed no. me. You showed I, me one. I of showed them. you Cheat Commandos O's, the breakfast cereal commercial. That's right. That's right. And that's we right. watched Let Us Give Tanks. That's right. That's right. That's right. That was interesting. This episode in particular, uh, Cheat Commandos Shopping for Danger. Uh, I thought it was interesting because they're gonna. It is a parody, and uh, it's a farce of mm-hmm. what you know, like any commando units, and it's. As very much an homage, a a uh, a, a little tongue in cheek, you know, kind of thing to uh, GI Joe, and I thought that was kind of clever. And I was like, okay, I appreciate what they're doing with the limitations they have, definitely with using mm-hmm. Flash. And I thought it was interesting. The uh, I, the the absurdity of all the, I was like, okay, so you're going to deprive um, laser? What are they calling blue, blue laser? Laser. Yeah, blue laser of shopping somewhere because you suspect that he is um, going to use his savings for dastardly deeds. It was like any villain would. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking like, dude, the guy could just be trying to find cheap toilet paper or whatever. And ground you're, you're cleaner because ground according, cleaner. according to that computer at the end, the uh, the thing that was stopping blue laser from defeating the cheap commandos was mildew. Mildew. That's Such right. A stupid. Thing. Oh, agreed. Agreed. I was like, "Oh, dude! So you're you're going to deny it's it's, it's kind of like if you had a uh, an actual elite squad squadron of soldiers that were tasked to prevent mm-hmm. a, just like this, but except but like they prevented them from doing every single little thing. Be like, oh, you're at the shopping mall. Oh, you're going to do this, and it's the absurdity of it is yeah. like." Like when I first watched it, I was like, "Man, this is stupid." But when you when you start um, mulling it over and you start thinking about it, it's just like, "Wow, okay, this is clever." Yeah, this is clever storytelling, and a very very unique way you're trying to say it of how absurd um, mm-hmm. you know these kind of situations can be. That you you have to stop someone from doing something because you're so you're so um, obsessed with the, they're going to do they're going to you know drop a nuke on the white house or something like that. right so you're going to prevent them from buying toilet paper well i mean considering blue laser they'd just be wanting to wrap the white house that's true TP the white house i should um, say mm. but yeah I, th- I thought it was i thought it was enjoyable for what it was uh the 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 humor was like you know there again it's just it's just nah, it's it's you know it's not your style no it's not my kind of style which is understandable yeah i will admit this is absurdist humor Uh and absurdist humor is 
a bit of an acquired taste. It is. Agree. And this whole website is this. It's 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 you you have absurdism touched on. Let's just make fun of everything uh-huh. and everybody, including our fans. Because uh-huh. I mean, that's kind of where the strong bad email stuff comes from. Is there? It's like we get in tons of these emails. Let's just ask them, answer them in the stupidest ways possible, uh, which you know this technically grew out of technically. Yes, but um, I, I actually do enjoy this one. The the cheat commando stuff is not my favorite. I intentionally chose the these two shorts from Homestar Runner over anything else I could have done because I wanted to do something I did not have to do like a ton of explaining. Mm-hmm admittedly i did a lot of explaining at the beginning of this but i cut out a lot there's i didn't have to go over running gags who some of these characters were literally you know who these characters are all the characters in this are when when they show up just because of you know they're they're so two-dimensional um one thing i like about this and granted i don't know the gi joe stuff that well right but you know it better than I do. Is there a boring office worker character that always gets left behind at the base? I'm pretty sure there's some, like some kind or of. Or was that just an absurd thing they created for this? No, I'd be like there again. Be like, I remember GI Joe. I don't remember a lot of GI Joe, but I guarantee there are people out there. It's like, oh yeah, there's this character. I just wouldn't know the character. Right. Uh, and that's the thing. I enjoy actually Reynolds in this. Mm-hmm. He's just wants to be one of the guys and ends up destroying the base well I, I i take that back because there's there's certain episodes that this kind of does parody yeah where the joes are going on an assignment they have to stop cobra from doing something mm-hmm. and there's like one or two joes left behind because maybe they were insubordinate or they did right. something wrong and um uh, or they just don't trust them quite yet so they left the base and so cobra commanded me like Cobra sneaks in and they're able to save the day, mm-hmm. something like that. So it's kind of a parody of that. Gotcha. Uh, but but the the idea that some poor sap would get stuck with the toy Reynolds. Uh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I enjoyed I enjoy these shorts because mostly because it's more of the stuff. Mm-hmm. And I've I've been enjoying Homestar Runner for for apparently twenty years now. I didn't even realize that. Um, but yeah, uh, I thought I thought this episode w- was uh, was funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is not as common as stuff that shows up on the site as normal because this is yes parodying an episode, but it's very strangely enough action packed. Yeah, uh, which is not normal for this site because I mean, there's not a whole lot you could do with this style of flash animation back then very true without creating like huge file sizes mm-hmm. you gotta remember this thing was small enough it was able to be played uh basically streamed over dial-up mm-hmm. back in the day yep so i mean a lot of this is like literally it, it's using a uh what flash animation calls tweening animation mm-hmm. where uh you set up the you know the key for, you do like the keyframes like you normally do with cell animation, mm-hmm. and the thing in the program does makes the in-betweens, but you don't have to do it's like it, it downloads like the work file to the person's computer to play. Is basically what I'm trying mm-hmm. to get at. Instead of every single frame being and you can control different things. I, I'm probably not explaining it very You're well. You're good. You're good. But um the limitations that old style flash animation 
like you like you said, mm-hmm. uh, and what they were able to do with this because this really there's some things in here. It's like I'm kind of, still kind of surprised they were able to pull off mm-hmm. in, with the limitations they had. But yeah, this is grant storyline wise, like you said, it's a stupid concept. But then oh, yeah. that is Homestar Runner, of course. In a nutshell, is what's the stupidest thing, stupidest way we could approach this con th- th- this uh, the events in this? It's like oh, we're gonna stop Blue Laser from uh, uh, buying saving money on double coupon day. That sounds like a goofy enough uh-huh. uh, thing that these cheat commandos could stop them from doing. The other thing I enjoy about this, and granted, I guess I didn't watch the G.I. Joe stuff, but I've seen other Hasbro uh, Saturday morning cartoon mm-hmm. stuff from this era where they literally are putting in the toys as if they are real objects. Oh, yeah. So I love the fact that they every time they like, uh, like the, the jet pack, the, the, the jet rock. Uh, yeah. Jetpack. That's what I'm trying to. The jet rocket pack, and they have to say the whole thing: the jetpack rocket, jet rocket rocket, or whatever. Yeah, something like that. And and the the secret base, the cheat commandos home base, has the word cheat commandos. Uh-huh. It's like all these stupid things. It's like I know they're doing this because that's what their fake toys would look like. And the thing is, Hasbro used to do that with their cartoons back in the day. Mm-hmm. You'd go and buy a a a place a place that. And of course, it's made to be to get kids' attentions. And then you go watch the cartoon, and they would, instead of it being a realistic depiction of this item, mm-hmm. it looks exactly like the toy. It's like, why would you do it that way? That just seems weird. And I like how they were replicating even that kind of goofiness here. Uh, and they will do some more of that going forward because that's kind of the, the way these Sheet Commandos shorts are. Uh, you ready to jump into the next one, or you got yeah. anything else to add to this? No, I'm good. All right, next episode, not episode, that's a different thing. Episode. Commandos in the classroom, or uh, movie night, as the internal uh, episode name I gave mm-hmm. it. But also, fun, These both of these are technically written by H. Mendez, although this one was H. Mendez Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, even, but yeah, of course, that's all in jokes. Um, Commandos in the classroom, in this episode, uh, this is the PSA episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, Reynolds makes says, says something he probably shouldn't. No, according to this, and he gets told. We get the told off. Well, this is basically a par- not exactly a parody of the the, the morals at mm-hmm. the end of GI Joe episodes. Yeah, kind but of. it's tech- it might as well be. Yeah, agree. That's basically what this is. Okay, mm-hmm. so commandos in the classroom. Uh, first bit of trivia imagining your enemies as pizza is a reference to the common suggestion of imagining the audience as being in their underwear mm. while giving a speech or presentation to reduce stress i, was, I have uh, never understood that advice by the way i was that I was, would just make it awkward in my speech class in college it was not your underwear but if you know your audience butt naked I just was always told the first. I didn't hear about the the in your underwear naked thing until mm-hmm. much later. When I first was he- getting anything like that advice, was just imagine there's nobody in the room. Yeah, it's like uh, that, and that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But or the the one imagining that, them as being in their underwear or naked yeah. that's like that just makes everything awkward. Yeah, 
the the one that I the one that I there's some people I don't need that image. No, no. There was uh there was also uh, I've heard that one, and also the one that I've heard is like you look at the audience, but you're looking right over their heads. Oh yeah, because be like you see this, you're looking like at their caps, or mm-hmm. you're looking at their hair, yeah, or something like that, and you're not looking at them directly, but from your their vantage point, you're looking at them. Right, and uh, and that's what I do anytime I'm up there, like on stage at church for like singing or something. Yeah. Is I am always looking at the TVs on the back wall. A, it's because I don't have the songs completely memorized that we're singing up there. How dare you? Hey, I know some of these, but some of the specifics, like when I when to come in at weird mm-hmm. spots. Yeah. Um, and plus, that's just the right place to put the eyes level. And also, I, I also I follow the uh, cameras to see who's on right now. Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. that's just an easy thing to follow. Um, the blackboard in the classroom sequence reads: assignments, take test, and stare at the clock until I come back. In the same scene as above, Silent Rip's test paper reads, Problem 4, compare and contrast your two favorite Ernest movies. Show your work. Ernest? You know I, I know Ernest. Okay. Like, I've heard of Ernest. I think I've watched like one of his movies back in the day. Ernest is not something I would expect to be your cup of tea. No, it's not. It's not, but I remember watching Ernest at mm-hmm. one point. I was like, wow, this is dumb, but okay. It's intended to be dumb. Exactly. <laughs> This is the first time that reinforcements is shown in his animated form and also the first time he talks in his own voice. Hmm. This is the longest short cartoon on the website, although technically the short limousine versus sloshy has a longer running time if the length of all four songs together is added. Hmm. The tune is in fact longer than a few of the main cartoons on the site. The line, come on, man. I was like, come on, man. I thought we were bros is the first time a blue laser minion has ended a sentence without referring to the person he was speaking to as sir or ma'am. This is the first tune on the site that is not a strong bad email or a Halloween tune to have three Easter eggs at the end, though I don't Mm. think, uh, I only think one of those was in the YouTube uh, version that we saw. And the YouTube description for this tune is the Cheat Commando teach teens and peers how to make proper behavior choices. I will say this is more like how strong bad emails are set up. Right. Once we get into the whole step-by-step process of how to make a good peer-to-teen choice behavior. Oh my gosh. Uh, including, you know, s- stupid things like imagine, like, um, oh, imagine you're uh, the, the guys as, as pizza or claim to have one of any gold rush era diseases. My gosh. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, it was interesting. There again, it's a parody and mm-hmm. it's, it's just like the, the, uh, the, uh, what, what's the, the guy he's always getting picked on? Reynold. Reynold. Yeah. Reynold is always the, like in the last episode, he was the guy who was left at base. And this time he's being, it's like, oh, the movie night. No, this is PG 13. Yes. So can't, he, we, we can't, you can't see the pony fights there. The pony, Reynolds. Oh, but I can cuss like anyone. Um, Donkey diaper biscuits. Diaper biscuits. I actually wrote that down. I was like, I'm going to use that at some point. And then you use it. Thanks. Uh, diaper biscuits. That's actually clever. Um, 
But when he says be like, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna go get Dan uh get teen pregnant. Yeah. The way they say that's like that's I think you missed a word there, didn't you? <laughs> I think there's an A that's supposed to be there. My gosh. This this is I think the goofier of the two episodes. It is. And the 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 level of it's like, okay, here's here's something you do, and here's something you do, and their third step is oh. It's just the name of how the chief commandos would do it. Here's how the chief commandos would do this, but uh, it's so ridiculous uh, that it's actually funny. Mm-hmm. And uh, for a guy who has a very odd sense of humor, that was actually kind of funny. Yeah. And um, did, did you catch the diagrams for each step? The first one was a guy. Yes. Second one was a girl. Third one was, was a bear. bear. <laughs> I love that. That was absolutely hysterical. <clears throat> But overall, be like they're they're very enjoyable. Uh, they're they're not my cup of tea, but I thoroughly enjoy you. Kind of br- you brought these up, mm-hmm. and it's like okay, this is going to be fun. This is going to be interesting. So, yeah, bravo! This was fun. Be like I, I was glad you didn't go into the like the uh, the typical run of Homestar Runner because I've seen a few of those and they're like oh my gosh, that's annoying. But that's just well, me. I, mean, I can just... imagine you not being a fan of the character of Homestar Rock. No, I'm not. Because he is. He does not put athletic stars in the best of light, we'll say. No. No, but I I, I do appreciate what you brought to the table. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was it was a lot of fun watching these little shorts. And uh then we have this week, they have next week. No, actually. We this right, this, this is going to be a week from we a, a week and a half basically. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So we get right to record off. again. Yes. Uh, we forgot to actually rate both of these. Yes, so, we did. So uh, what are you rating? Shopping for danger. I'll just both give them a five. Okay, give them a five. They're uh, both they're both fun. They're they're again not exactly my cup of tea, right. but I appreciate what they did. I I I will go with a little bit more with a six, not because I. Th- find anything bad here don't mm. get me wrong right. but this is not a blow you out of the water no. animation like any of the stuff we've watched so far this month yeah uh, this was mostly just fun stuff yeah agree uh, so yeah I'll, I'll give both of them a six uh next week or the next episode which is like you said in a week and a half mm-hmm. we're gonna be reviewing see these are your choices again yes uh a fox and a mouse and one small step. Not necessarily in that mm-hmm. order. So join us next week for that. Uh, join us on the other side of the bumpers, and we will get to talking about what we've been watching, if anything, in the last two days. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> news, if there's anything that's come up in the last two days. Mm-hmm. And some Evangelion. Yes. This podcast is a proud member of Culture Box. Whether you enjoy geeky reviews, comedy, or original fiction, you can open up the culture box and find something excellent for your soul. Point your web browser to culturebox.media. This week we suggest checking out Playing Games with Strangers. Playing Games with Strangers is a family-friendly actual play podcast where indie voice actors get together and play tabletop role-playing games. You can listen to the adventures unfold as they roll dice, slay monsters, and have fun at Playing Games with Strangers Cellcast would also like to thank the following patrons Ashley and Francisco Ruiz, Book of Gaming, PaulGPowers.com, and Edwin Gonzalez. If you would like to get your name on the show, 
some uncut episodes of the Cellcast, special art from Jacob, and still, uh, for a limited time, the ability to force us to watch something uh, and be on the show if you pay us 10 bucks. Uh, go donate to us on Patreon. So, Jacob, I have a question for you. What have you been watching? What have you been watching? Homestar Runner. Yeah. And Neon Genesis Evangelion? Mm-hmm. Jack, squat, butt, nothing. Are you saying you ha- you've been a bit busy for the last two days? Yes, I've been quite a bit busy. Get, you know, one, getting over my cold. If you right. if you go back and listen to the last episode, I was coughing up a lung, coughing up a lung, but I'm apparently I'm a little better. Thank oh, you. I know you were coughing up a lung. I edited most of that out today. You did. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, if, you, if y'all are listening to the regular show, I'm wondering what Jacob's talking about because you don't remember a cough. That means I edited it correctly. Yeah, good job. <clears throat> But um, yeah, uh, like my normal watching or listening to uh, my morning uh, podcast, which is more they're all news related mm-hmm. and um, trying to keep up with what's going on in the world. And um, my my thing is like if you're if you're gonna listen to the news, listen to both sides of the argument. Mm-hmm. So I listen to something that is conservative. And then yeah. I listen to something that has more of a liberal turn to it. Mm-hmm. So then I get a full picture of what's going on instead of, oh, because this side's the one who's right all the time. This one's side's always right. So there's something in the middle. Yeah. So that's what I do. Um, and yeah, just um, drew quite a bit. I drew quite a bit. I didn't draw Drew. Uh, I did draw a picture, uh, something for Drew for Christmas. Uh, and- yeah, but that was like, that's last week when you gave that to me. yeah that was so i, I need to get that in a frame yeah along with uh, the one you gave me last year yeah uh other than that it's like i haven't been able to watch any just regular youtube what have you been watching on youtube um, anything that was it's different than normal different than normal uh besides history documentaries uh oh, what is it the pixel game squad they're a bunch of uh, guys who hunt video games mm-hmm. and there again i'm not a gamer but i enjoy the oh my gosh they found this yeah oh wow or they'll be panning across the table and it's like oh my gosh like that's there they don't pick it up but i see that and it's like wow that's incredible mm-hmm. and uh, just like little things where people are like they go toy hunter they do video game hunts and i just i find that fascinating it's, oh my gosh mm-hmm. you found this game that's worth you know three hundred dollars or this, yeah this thing is worth two hundred dollars and it's like it's in, I, th- I find it very intriguing and um yeah that's about it how about you all right uh let's see i finished monarch legacy of monsters that was an interest that that, that, uh, that ends on a very good note though okay. it does and the, the nice thing about legacy of monsters is it sits between godzilla 2014 and king of the monsters which, yeah uh I know you've seen King of the Monsters. Yes. You know how it kind of just starts and it's like the entire world knows about Monarch, despite the fact no one in the world knew about Monarch. Right. Beforehand. This actually fills in a lot of those gaps. Oh, okay. Plus explains how John Goodman's character in Kong Skull Island fits into everything. Oh, okay. So is, is he in the show at all? Or is he, the- he is in two scenes. Okay. He is near in near the beginning and he is on a TV at the very end. When uh, one of the main characters is looking back over some old records. Okay. The character he plays is uh, a younger version of him is in is in most of it. Okay. And I will say they did a very good job of looking for somebody 
who could look like uh, after depression had set in and therapy eating had got, gotten really bad would turn into John Goodman. Oh, okay. <laughs> no offense to John Goodman, but you know, he's a big guy. Uh, and they got, and, and immediately the first time I saw this guy, I thought there's no way that's supposed to be John Goodman. And then the more I watched the more good night, he's got his mannerisms down. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, John Goodman in the last couple of years, we lost a, ton of weight right right but i mean he's still a big guy and he's not like he was during roseanne don't get me wrong yeah but i mean he's still a much bigger guy than than a lot of people are of course and i think it's just like and i I, I, all i'm getting is i can tell how this one skinny guy turns into john goodman is all i'm trying to get at fair excuse me i am not trying to fat shame john goodman okay fair enough uh but yeah they do a lot of good ways of explaining who monarch is showing how it got started uh-huh. uh and how godzilla is involved in a lot of that uh and i will say that the duo of kurt and wyatt russell playing the same character across time periods really yeah kurt russell plays this character in the uh present in in, well, in 2015 while his son Wyatt plays the character back in 1955 huh. or 54, yeah, I mean, around the time of the of the uh, the bikini atoll atomic testing. Mm-hmm. Trying to think what that's called because it's just gone right out Castle Bravo. Yes, yeah, around the Castle Bravo stuff. Uh, so like that's that's 54, 55. Anyway, they do a good job of explaining how all that gets set up. It, granted, it's all retconning after the fact. I yeah. admit that. Yeah. But it's the kind of thing I could see them writing had they had the time to do it at the time. Mm-hmm. I'll put it that way. Uh, and I am looking forward now to going back and listening to um, Nate Marchand's reviews of all of the episodes that he has released to patrons. And I'm assuming at some point those will go out to everyone else, but uh, looking forward to that. Mm. Yeah. Paul, PaulJPowers.com in the chat asks, so it doesn't lead up to Godzilla X Kong. Good to know. No, it does not lead into that. It leads into mm. technically King of the monsters and GVK, you know, Godzilla versus Kong. Uh. And I'm sure there's something in there that's going to come up in uh, GXK, the the new film. Oh, probably. Uh, the new Empire. Uh, what I am curious about, I, I will say this: they did not technically connect in the Skull Island anime. They didn't technically. Oh, thank the Lord! But I could see how it could be worked in at a mm. later date. No, you know, I mean, I could see some things Skull Island season two, which we hope doesn't occur could work in i could see how that island would later connect in that's all i'm mm, saying okay. i can see how they could pull, do this Fair. should they do it no because uh, <laughs> i we neither one of us likes that cartoon no and then we'll get pulled on the, the monster we'll get island. pulled onto that anyway in fact we have an episode that we already recorded a year ago that's going to be coming up here in the next two months really okay. yeah the one we did for uh uh the Godzilla cartoon from 1998. That was the Monster Island. You know, the one with the aliens. Yeah. That's uh, going to be airing like within a month. 
or I, mm. however quickly he gets those episodes. Yeah. I don't want to pretend I, I don't want to force his schedule because I know he's been busy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, do, 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 do. Uh, what have I watched besides that? Uh, I've been watching the Playframe YouTube channel. Uh, he's been playing, of course, he's been playing 14 and I'm going, and I am been watching that to yeah. remind myself what on earth is going on in this game? Cause it's a huge game and it's very complex and it's mm-hmm. very easy to forget details. Yes. Uh, but he's also started playing through the original final fantasy seven. Okay. And I'm watching that and I'm actually enjoying watching him do that while I've you know been doing different things. Okay. But yeah, that's pretty much what I've been watching. And of course playing 14 myself. Oh, so, uh, sorry, I got thrown off. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much what I've been watching. Uh, what do we? Why don't we go ahead and check in with the news? The Cellcast News with your host Jacob Heron. Thank you, Dealer. And going into the news, I have Buckus. I didn't figure we had Nothing. had time for any news no, there, to there, come up. What I understand be like, there's nothing really developed over the last two year, two days. But yeah, there has been no news, and I'll, I'll try to keep people updated on the the right. socials. We'll as, try, as we'll I see try to make sure we have that all for next time. Mm-hmm. But yeah. No news is technically good, good news. news. That is true. Although uh, apparently, the only thing I know of is that uh, we and we reported, I think back in December, that they were releasing Soul, Luca, and Turning yes. Red back into theaters. Yes. And Soul is technically out right now. Good. So I don't know how well it's doing. I just know it's out. Okay. So how about we go ahead and jump into some Evangelion? There we go. That is, of course, Stephen He doing the emotional damage thing and the quote-unquote Lost Four Kids opening of Evangelion by Eagle Eight Burger. Everyone else is by whoever made those dubs back in the day. And I have to admit, I do miss 90s dub openings. Yes. I know they're not that good and they're kind of cheesy, but I do miss them. Yeah, I, I, I have saw, nostalgia for them. Yeah, I, I saw one where people were trying to shame 90s stuff like be like, oh, because they were trying to wipe away culture and that kind of oh, stuff. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, like, four kids was trying to Americanize a exactly. lot of the animation, which is not true of all of the people, but four kids was the most prominent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just I find it funny when people nowadays they want to oh be like all you do is listen to be like you can't what you can't do anything except for like subs because otherwise be like you're you're tarnishing whatever the the original stuff was like some of us have problems watching subs okay people so we've never had the sub versus dub debate no. I don't think on this no. show we should and we should do this as a separate thing from of this of course I do believe but I, I, Ooh, I get some get some friends on here that'd be fun that could be fun uh especially francisco because i know he's on the sub side mm-hmm. uh roy uh, hi roy <laughs> he's not here but oh, roy. I i'm wearing a shirt especially for him <laughs> um anyway uh threw me off uh you're welcome no, you're fine now but i will say that there, the the there it, i understand why the people who prefer the subtitles don't like yes them and why they prefer the dubs and why they arrive for subs and why they are a little hard-headed going back but i will i will just say that most of the problems people had with 90s era dubs yes are not present in modern anime dubs no, so let's just make like elsa and let it go well there there was one little controversy when it comes to the new netflix dub. there are some things yeah there's some things but they're going to be like and there's always going to be preferences but that's the thing preferences exactly so Neon Genesis Evangelion. Yes. First episode tonight. In the still darkness, also known as the day Tokyo 3 stood still. Directed by Tetsuya Watanabe and written by Hideaki Anno and Yoji Hinokido. Mm-hmm. Summary for this episode. A citywide power outage pulls nerve and puts nerve into a crisis as another angel invades Tokyo 3. Shinji, Rei, and Asuka attempt to make their way into the headquarters as nerve personnel Ready the Avas for manual deployment. No new cast in this episode. Yep. Trivia for this episode. Angel appearance. We have Matarael. I probably said that wrong. Uh, Matarael resembles a opalinoid, also known as a harvestman or daddy longlegs. Uh-huh. A type of arachnid related to, but technically distinct from spiders. Yes. I have learned something today. I thought daddy longlegs were spiders. Really? It never occurred to me that they're not. Yeah. I knew they you mostly see the big four legs, mm. but in my mind, they had smaller legs that you're just not as easy to see. Mm. That's literally what I, I mean, it's been a while since I've seen a daddy long leg, but anyway. The JSSDF generals debating what to do about Matariel without Nerve refer to it amongst themselves as the eighth angel, even though Nerve refers to it as the ninth angel. Hmm. interestingly enough interesting. the eyes on matariel as well as those on the next one uh, sahakwiel hmm. resemble the emblem of the neo-atlantean forces from nadia the secret of blue water which was directed by hideyaki Anna. that makes sense this episode marks the first time that all three avas units zero one and two mm-hmm. are deployed at the same time Ava Unit Zero reappears in this episode for the first time since it was severely damaged in episode six. Mm-hmm. And it has been and has now been repaired and partially rebuilt with shoulder armor plates like the other Avas. And it has been repainted blue with white highlights from its original orange color. 
we see more of what off-duty everyday civilian life is like for nerf personnel when we see them all stopping at a laundromat as ritsuko maya and shigeru do their laundry at the same laundromat mm. it would seem that they live near each other masato forces makoto to bring her laundry to the laundromat for her mm. This is the only time in the series that we see the trio of nerve technicians in their civilian clothes. Shigeru was previously seen to be a, uh, seen to be a guitar fan last episode when he was reading guitar magazines and strumming an air guitar while in nerve headquarters. Here he is seen carrying a guitar case on his back. Huh. After three episodes of the red tinted closing credits, the blue credits of screen is back in this one. Batariel is said to make landfall in the former Atami area. Hmm. The, there's an animation goof in the shot where the JSSDF general puts out his cigarette in an ashtray. The cigarette simply disappears after he puts it down. Huh. That happens. The episode, of, uh, episode, the version of Fly Me to the Moon in this at the end of this one in the in the uh, non-Netflix versions hmm. is the Ray, Asuka, and Misato version sung by their voice actresses. Oh, that makes sense. And the normal orchestra. Hmm. What are your thoughts on this episode? You see a lot of character growth in this this episode. Yeah. Because you, you have Shinji, Asuka, and Ray. Be like they're they're, mm -hmm. they're all together for a change. Yeah. Because normally be like you'll see either Shinji and Ray, Shinji and Asuka, or the rare one where all you'll see is Ray and uh Asuka. Mm -hmm. Uh now granted, I do I do have a uh um uh, uh, correct myself in that because in the previous instance, it'd be like uh, dance like there's no tomorrow or some of that episode. Yeah, yeah, they're actually in like one episode together where they're actually in one room together. Where right. in this one, they're primarily all together because it, well, this is the first one where they're actively working together. Yeah, exactly. Because most of them be like it's you know you know two are pairing off or like one of them is inactive or something like this is the first episode they actually have to work together as a team mm -hmm. and um and they do work well as a team at the very end of the episode and then then all crap goes the haywall later on the series but we'll get there when we get there right um we're uh, still in the happy times yeah we're still in the happy times of this but we we have um the moments where the uh our uh our ava pilots have to figure out how to get to uh nerve headquarters with no power uh Oscar kind of getting humbled a little bit here and there when I love that scene when they when, when Oscar says we're going this way and they're going, oh yeah and they start going uphill and she just says I think we were supposed to go the other way because we're going up instead of down and Oscar says there's no possible way we're heading in the wrong direction. direction. Open the, the door. door, there's the angel staring right at, at them and she slams the door. She says, See, now I understand now we know that we need to hurry. <laughs> It's so well done. Be like, um, like a, a commentary I, I heard someone uh, did. Like, he's able to do commentaries oh, all yeah. over this show. Like, no one was, but <laughs> like we're doing. No, like, yeah, no, of course not. <laughs> we're just following the pattern. Everybody else. Um, but it's it's one of those where Oscar um, starts to lighten up a little bit. She's always kind of high strung, and she's got to be the best about everything. In this one, she's asking shinji be like why do you why do you pilot the ava and he's like i don't know i don't know why i do this he's probably never really thought about he, it he, he never he's never has because there's more yeah, he's like, been running on basically instinct yeah the entire time be like ray does because be like she you know like she's supposed to yeah and and it's just like kind of this bonding moment between these three pilots 
who are um, supposed to pilot these very mysterious mechs. I would like to point out that for as much as her berating Shinji for oh, his stupid reason, as she eventually oh, yeah. calls it. Oh, yeah. She still hasn't said why she pilots the Ava yet either. Yeah, that's true. Because we have... Uh, in, we have a hint from last episode. Yes. Or was it last episode or episode before last where... It was episode before last mm-hmm. when because it was the first one they were living together living in the same apartment yes and we and uh she accidentally lays down next to him and starts that was a good part. having an emotional response to her mother yeah and it's very obvious that that's where her weak point is yeah which you know kind of plays into later which is funny yeah. but uh this like this all kind of plays out later in the season but um Give a point where like they're they're trying they're having to work together and they're working they're trying to find a, the uh, nerve headquarters, and then they are finally able to, and it's like okay we have to do this and this and this where before Oscar would be like oh I'm gonna take the lead I'm gonna get the glory because I'm a narcissist, where instead she takes the defensive stash and just takes the 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 blunt of the attack head on mm-hmm. or back on, while ray and shinji can get the gun and shoot down shoot down the shoot down the ava yeah but so it's like the it's the first time we actually do see oscar actually be a team player mm-hmm. unlike be like with like the episode i like to call be like dance like there's no tomorrow or dance like you're like your life depends on it i know which one you're referring to, yeah so yeah but um we actually get to see this unification of these characters and I find it really fascinating, really enjoyable mm-hmm. because the interaction with who they are and um, they're going to uh, chronologically where the, chronologically where the story is going. We don't know all of their past, but if you watch the series, you know what's going to happen. It's just like, oh my gosh, this is going to be painful later. But um, right now, like you said, it's the happy season. We're still so, in the happy times. Still in the happy time. We've not decided to tear your heart out and, wa- and uh, stab it a few times while you watch. Yeah, exactly. But overall, I I thoroughly enjoyed this episode. It was a lot of fun, and uh, yeah, the the point where is this the remind me this is the episode of the next episode where it's uh, Masato gets a promotion or is that Masato's, that's in the next one? Next episode. Okay, good deal. All right. So yeah, I I thoroughly enjoyed this episode. This is the first time we've actually. This is episode the first time we've seen Gendo back in a long time. Yeah. So, I, which actually kind of surprised me. I expected Gendo to be like in most episodes. No, didn't expect. It's like he'll be very big in the first couple, and then oh, for a while. yeah, that's right. Because he's doing stuff behind the scenes. Yeah, because the the power has gone out, and uh, like a bunch of like everybody's coming. Like, oh, they're so cool under pressure and the whole bit, mm-hmm. and they to gendo and his his lieutenant and they're standing, <laughs> they're in, buckets standing water. in water he's standing in buckets of water it's, it's not that they're cool mm-hmm. under pressure it's like because here's like the power has gone out they're in this huge structure uh-huh. that you know admittedly up to this point i had uh-huh. not considered how much infrastructure had to be in place for any of this to work yes and now none of it is working for them yes and it's got to be very hot very stuffy yes starting to get very smelly yeah probably in there and they're both looking at at, at both those characters going how are they so cool in, in the situation should... and you get camera the camera shifts back behind and you can see they're both standing in buckets of water it's like, like oh it's they're literally saying cool. indeed <laughs> i'm going 
I understand that, Gendo. I've done that many times. <laughs> yes. But it's a great episode. It's one. It's the uh, the happy season. Yes, the happy the, ha- the happy the happy times. The happy times of our characters, and I thoroughly enjoy it. What yeah. about you? Uh, I appreciate that. Unlike the last two episodes, which kind of felt like filler. Granted, I, I don't. I don't know if they were filler because I don't because they did do a lot of good character introduction and development in those episodes. That's yes. why I hesitate to call it filler. But yes. neither episode really pushed. The, the the main plot along mm-hmm. this one's not really pushing the main plot along but it no. is showing that there's um the much bigger world yes of what's going on and, and how big nerve actually is or tokyo 3 i should say uh i do have one problem with this and i from what i understand this never gets answered okay why did all of their stuff get cut at the same time? They they say that's at least in the uh, the Netflix version. I don't yeah. know if they say this nearest that they probably mean somebody sabotaged them. Yeah, there's there's a mention of it, but they that's as far as they go. They never say who sabotaged them, what happened to this this group. It, they never go into, it. and I guess from Shinji, Asuka, and Ray's point of view, not to mention Masato. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't really need to know no. what happened to whoever did this. Well, there, but, in the, in uh, the, it, it, it's not from what I can tell. It's never mentioned again. Well, in the eight, in the ADV, ADV, uh, ADV, ADV, yeah. ADV, uh, it is mentioned that be like Sale may have had something to do with it. But okay. like, like you said, be like it's never brought up again. Right, and and they didn't bring up Seal or whatever yeah. uh, in this episode at all. Yeah. So in in the Netflix one. Yeah. So. So that that could be a decision by the ADV people, yeah, to basically fill in a minor plot hole, yeah, and that's kind of what this is. I think I think it's going to be. Uh-huh. Granted, I don't. It may not matter on the grant the overall story mm-hmm. who sabotaged them, but I, I do kind of feel it's like they laid a plot thread and never picked it up again. Uh-huh. And I suspect that's not going to ever get picked up. But anyway, you ready to jump into the next one? Yeah, let's do that. A miracle's worth, a.k.a. She said, don't make others suffer for your personal hatred. Mm-hmm. We're getting into the long anime names. We are. The isekai names. Yes. <laughs> this episode was directed by Hiroyuki Ishido and written by Hideaki Yano and Akio Sas- Satsukawa. In this episode, Masato is promoted to the rank of major, but she reveals her long-buried sentiments concerning her work at Nerve. A massive angel appears in Earth's stratosphere and all three Evang- Evangelions are deployed to stop it. There is no new cast in this one that I have a cast that's in the cast list. Yeah. I say that because I I figure Masato's dad is probably a, an important character in the overall, yeah. but he's not credited in either of the three dub uh, cast lists I'm following. Okay. So just putting that out okay, there. Okay, fair enough. Trivia. Angel appearance in this episode. We have Sahakuel. The Hawkwheel is fittingly named for the Archangel of the Sky, considering its expansive size and its appearance in orbit. The name Sahakwiel means Ingenuity of God, which is perfectly fitting considering the angel's unique abilities, its offensive AT field, and its ability to jam communications. The eyes on Sahakwiel, as well as those on Materiel, I'm, I'm probably mispronouncing all these names, mm. uh, resemble the emblem of Neo-Atlantean forces from Nadia, the secret of blue water, mm. as I said earlier. 
the message written in three lines on the sign put out uh, put out on the door to Masato's apartment for the party written in Japanese characters says congratulations on your promotion celebration spot reserved today mm. uh, Masato is wearing a sash at the party the kids throw for her with writing on it that translates to congratulations on your promotion to major Masato is again seen, seen drinking Boa brand beer again Last seen in episode 10, as opposed mm-hmm. to her favorite Yebisu brand from episode 2. Mm-hmm. Possibly as a result, once again, of the network complaining the series when the series first stared that they didn't want to give uh, the real-world Yebisu beer company unpaid publicity. The uh, Fly Me to the Moon in this episode, fittingly, is Masato uh. singing it, uh, or her voice actress, uh, with the normal orchestra at the end. Though, I think, it's, I think it sounded like the when they got into the last couple lines they switched back to the ray oscar masato version okay. at the very end because it sounded like because there was some harmony uh, uh added in there okay. at the end but it sounded but it sounded like uh, ray and oscar's voice actresses okay could be wrong there and yeah uh, i i've mentioned this before but it's been a bit so i'll mention it again the fly me to the moon uh ending credits is not in the netflix stub the reason i know all this stuff is because i found a youtube video that shows all the end credits hmm. so i get to hear all these different versions so i can have the full evangelion experience despite the fact i'm not listening to the adv dub <laughs> but i mean there shouldn't be that many differences agreed between dubs technically though apparently there's some minor things people will complain about later anyway uh-huh. invasion of the body of the of the from Boy. from I'm trying to make a stupid joke about an alien invasion. Uh, basically, this is an alien invasion story. Yeah. Except the aliens are angels and they're just trying to bomb the heck out of everything. Yeah. Uh, I'm still getting the fact, this is a theory on my part. Okay. Before, part I, before I let you go off on this, the angels have to be tracking. And we know in that one episode, they were tracking Adam, the embryo uh, mm-hmm. angel. Okay. I suspect they have a. If I remember in the one of the rebuild films, they showed there was another angel in took in, in the the geo yeah, front. Yes, we haven't seen that yet in no. this, but I suspect uh, the angels are attacking that to. I'm assuming from their point of view, save their captured comrade. That's my theory okay. as to why they're attacking. Okay, fair enough. So. Okay, so this episode in particular, and, and how they're able to find Tokyo, th- uh, yes, aim so specifically at apparently par- uh, major parts of Tokyo Three. Yes, um, the one thing that points out to me is like the the flashback to the two, to the year two thousand. It's the year two thousand. The, the far distant future of two thousand. Yeah, the far distant future of two thousand yeah, when the second impact, impact occurred. Yes. <laughs> apparently in antarctica we did yeah. learn that this episode yes. um I, I like the fact that like, they do kind of they bring up um masato, masato and huh apparently masato was there masato with her father and that she was saved from the third impact from her father second, second impact sorry that hasn't happened third yet. impact is coming apparently yes. like, but uh to see that coming yeah but overall um we get that and we kind of understand that Masato has a, a revenge vendetta against the angels for what happened in the second impact. 
yeah, uh, oh, sorry, stuffy. Uh, it's great. Uh, another point I, I like is where our characters are. Masato is has all three of the even uh, Ava pilots together and be like, this is probably must be like, you know, dangerous mission. Be like, you're going to fight of your wills. And they all refuse, saying, well, we're going to come back. And uh, uh, Shinji, uh, Asuka being her co- her cocky, narcissistic self. And it's like, oh, because be like, I'm, well, I can't die because of something like this. And they're like, oh, no, because, you know, like we're, we, we can't lose for this. And sure enough, they don't lose. Mm-hmm. But uh, the, uh, the point where Masato has either... It's like I remember one boy. She's she's talking about how willing to sacrifice the the uh, Ava's in order to destroy destroy the angel, and uh, kind kind of showing her uh, her zeal to destroy the angels at no mm-hmm. matter cost. And uh, even though it'd be like she has grown fond of these pilots, grown fond of these children, uh, she still she still knows she has a job to do. Maybe not. She didn't like we said before. She maybe not. Maybe doesn't know the full extent of what is going on. But you know, this is her job. Yeah, and she's has a zeal to do it and to fulfill it. Um. So, the 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 one thing that kind of got me was a little bit because where Masato says, "Be like after everything we're done, be like we're gonna go uh, go eat no matter what." Mm-hmm. And uh, we're gonna go eat steak. We're gonna go specifically eat, said steak. We're gonna in, go in, eat in the, steak in the Netflix version. Yeah, it says steak too in the ADV, AD, ADV dub. Mm-hmm. And they go eat ramen. They go eat ramen. Which, on one hand, it's that is a cheaper option than Oscar was originally going to say for Masato. She she did that, but also she chose that because apparently Ray is a vegetarian. Yeah, apparently Ray is and a vegetarian. She, would prefer to eat something like that instead of steak. Yes. So she is including both of her other female companions. And also, and also it, it kind of shows that like even Asuka is very um, appreciative of what Masato has done. Yeah. Where they're like, it's like, well, we know be like, you're be like, this is, you know, kind of blowing your budget. So we want to make it a little more easier on you. Mm-hmm. So it's, Oh, let's go do ramen. Which they're gonna be like, I don't think I've had ramen before, but it's such a long time ago. And I know everybody, everybody and their grandmother who's gone to college is like, you well, gotta eat ramen. Rah, 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 there rah. is a difference though between college uh barely living ramen, yes, and the ramen they're eating. Yes. Oh, I agree. <laughs> I agree. That 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 ramen was is pretty much handmade and instead of just freeze-dried. Uh-huh. But uh overall i again this is a good episode we we have a a moment where um oh oh um hikari um shinji's dad oh gendo gendo yeah we're gendo and his uh his uh commander i can't remember his name i can't remember his name yeah but either or they're in Antarctica and they're talking about admittedly i keep going back to uh mr burns and smithers from that short (laughs) For, for that uh that that abridgment yes uh the the uh the point where they're they're talking about they're on the ship and they're admiring how how desolate anarchy is now and how uh man has triumphed over things through science in that uh man can do anything through science and just like wow you guys are so blind it's not even funny 
Like you're you're dealing with angelic beings, and you think you can solve it through science. I, I will say I do find it interesting that uh, they they literally legitimately call these things angels. Yes. The even though they don't say these angels' names in at least either of the dubs we're right. watching, right? Uh, I'm they may say in the Japanese one. I don't know, mm. but uh, it's very obvious this is a science versus religion story. Yes, Evangelion is telling. And I do appreciate that, but at the same yes. time, I'm I, I'm I'm watching this and going, how bad is it? I'm on the side of the angels from from a uh, from a from, from a Christian point of view, because all these people, all these humans are are going. To, I can tell they're going to screw this up. They yeah. are going to screw this up. Yeah, I already know Gendo's going to screw this up because I've already accidentally run across his entire motivation. Uh huh. And why he doesn't like his son. No. Gendo's Antichrist uh, confirmed. Anyway. But. um, I just threw you. You threw me for a loop. Now I got a shirt designed in my head. (laughs) Thank you. I guarantee if we made this shirt, it would be, okay, this is funny to the community. Everybody else would be like, what kind yeah. of blasphemy are you talking about here? Confess. Well, and and <laughs> the symbol for, I keep calling it seal because I haven't actually heard this name said out loud yet. Yeah, Sele. You say, you keep saying, you keep going the actual name. I haven't heard them actually say the words yet. Yeah. So I keep calling it seal. I do know that their symbol kind of does look like the Illuminati symbol, but with six eyes instead of one. Yeah. The all seeing eye. Mm. Or eyes in this case, yes, yes, but um, yeah, this this is a good episode, it is. Uh, it is, it, it's not diving deep into Masato's character, which uh, okay, there is a bit of a Sentai feeling to this show, okay, that we've not brought up yet, okay. In doing that, I would say that technically. Shinji would be the Red Ranger in terms of uh, archetype, not in terms of actual color. Right. With Asuka being uh, yellow and uh, Ray, I think, being blue. Yeah, technically. In more ways than one. But, I mean, in in terms of the general archetypes you see in Sentai Uh Power Rangers, this is kind of how it lines up. And I'm assuming there's two more others. Because I've seen pictures of five Avas. Yeah. I don't know when the other two show up if they do in the show. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And knowing Hidekiano and how much he loves Tokusatsu, I am I, I would not be surprised if this is somewhat pulling from that since well, you know, the show we grew up on, Mighty Morphin. Yeah. Uh the Megazord in that in the Sentai is God. And they literally fight Satan. In the last episode. Wow. For those of you who did not know. Wow. Now <laughs> that is what's know. going on in the Sentai of this. Wow. Rita, uh, the Japanese version of Rita, who's Nick, I can't remember the Japanese, oh, which Bandora, mm-hmm. in case you're wondering why it says Bandora on all the Japanese, uh, on the castle there on the moon. Okay. Um, she is legitimately a witch in the traditional sense of how mm. a person becomes a witch. Oh. <laughs> 
she sold her soul to Satan. Wow. <laughs> in the Japanese version. Not in the American version, because it's a different wow. character, just using the same footage. Uh, but anyway, uh, knowing that pull, uh, it, it, I can't help but wonder if h- how much he, this is might be not a mimicry, but uh, pulling from that sort of idea of what Sentai was doing. Yeah. That stuff's always been kind of mystical versus science and back and forth and all that. Right. Uh, no, Paul, not Hercule. Not Mr. Satan. Different character. Uh, I'm the greatest in the world. I, okay, I'm, I'm now picturing. <laughs> know, that, 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 just, that changes a lot of things. Yes. Uh, but yeah, I, I am noticing that that connection is there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just looking at it from that point of view of, of, uh, of, uh, how this is kind of Sentai based in yes. a way. And yet it's do, doing this uh, science versus Christian theology thing, or technically in this case is Islam, Islam Judeo Christian. Yeah. Cause they do pull from all three of those in terms of they do. not the actual religion, but all the mysticism that yes. worked its way in because that's what Scott, that's what Satan does. <laughs> yeah. Agree. But uh, the, the point I'm trying to get at is, yeah, you got the atheism. I feel like there is an atheistic versus Christian or religion sort of thing here. Okay. That I'm watching going, you know, based on what I understand through like patchwork spoilers that have I've encountered over the years on how this show ends, both in the original ending and in the end of Evangelion. Uh-huh. I wonder what Hideaki Yano is trying to say because, yeah, the good guys are technically atheists, but they lose at the end, don't they? Well, in really, a way, yeah. So I, I, w- I want to draw back to something you said. Granted, I don't want to spoil anything no. going forward. It's just what I understand of how this ends. It's yeah. like the atheists lose. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is true. That is very, very true. There, there, there's something to be like you did say. I, I want to uh, speak to you. They're not spoiling anything because you did mention me like possible other Ava, Ava pilots other be like, that does happen. And it ends badly. Well, that's understandable. Both versions. Cause this is more of a, not, this is not fully going Sentai where they're not working a full team Uh with five members. They had one at three, but considering my understanding of how this ends, it's not going to be a pleasant thing. No. Uh, but yeah. Uh, I kind of rambled there for a bit. It's all good. Uh, trying to think, what else did I enjoy about this episode? I did like that we actually got to see some things that occurred during the second impact with, yes. uh, I'm assuming the first angel or the second angel, I do not know which, coming up. And actually, Based on some, based on the opening sequence, I'm gonna guess Second Angel. Yeah, because I do believe that we see Unit One with that same wing structure in the opening sequence. Possibly, possibly in the opening sequence of the show during Girl Angel's thesis. Yeah, possibly. I'm just possibly noting that. Possibly, just a nice little, you know, foreshadowing. Yeah, a little bit, <laughs> a little bit. And so I was like, okay, this is kind of interesting. Probably means 
anyway moving on do you have anything to add to this before we finish with this i think we kind of rambled on a little too long rambling is not even close to what we normally do on this show right 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 but um yeah we we chase that rabbit down and make it beg for mercy (laughs) oh my gosh you're not you're not wrong Oh my gosh. But I am um, definitely looking forward to the rest of this series because what I remember, I remember watching it uh, about five years ago when I moved in to my apartment, mm-hmm. my new my new apartment. Um, and it's like, wow, this is a good series. So I can't wait for you to see the rest of it, even though you're getting a little bit spoiled here and there with the notes. It's minor spoilers. I, yeah. I am running across things because the trivia, y'all don't know how much I'm editing out of trivia. Uh-huh. Because the trivia is assuming you're watching, you're coming back to this after you've seen the whole yes. thing, unfortunately. Uh-huh. But because of our research and I'm trying to make sure I catch things, uh-huh. I learn certain things. And I, and to some degree, I kind of knew some things before we started wa- watching, before we even started the cell cast, even though I don't have context for the end of this show. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Uh, so, I guess that's going to be it for us tonight. Yeah. Uh, in the mean, join us next time for what is the next episode? Um, I don't have it in front of me. We are ending early tonight. Yeah, we are ending early. Of course, we started early too. Uh, An angel invasion. Yeah, angel, angel infiltration, In- infiltration is what my shows. Yeah. And Sele, the seed of the soul. Yes. Or Seal, the seed of the soul. Yeah. We'll find out yeah. how that's pronounced next time. Seal, Sele. Yeah. One's a Pokemon, what's not? What? There's a Pokemon named Seal. Oh. That is literally a Seal. seal. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Originality, people. Gen 1. You wow. can't claim this is an originality in later generations. This is a Gen 1 Pokemon. Wow. Anyway, in the meantime, this has been Drew. This is Jacob. And we'll catch you in the next frame. You can follow Jacob on his Facebook at Jacob B. Heron. His Facebook page, Jacob's Daily Art Corner, where he tries to draw each and every day. He tries. His Instagram at Jacob B. Heron. His Twitter at Jacob Heron. And his letterbox at Jacob Heron. You can find Drew on Facebook at Drew Dodgen. His Facebook page, Drew's Photo Bin, to see his photography. His letterboxed page at G. George759. His Twitter at G. George759 and Instagram at Drew Dodgen. You can like us on Facebook at The Cellcast Podcast, on Twitch at The Cellcast Gaming, on YouTube at Cellcast, on Twitter at Cast underscore Cell. The Cellcast can be found at Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere else fine podcasts are downloaded from. Please rate and review us where you found us, and also on Podchaser. Email us at thecellcastpodcast at gmail.com. The Cellcast is a proud member of both the Pop Americana and Culture Box Media Networks. For more information, please see the link in the description. Our theme song is Drop and Roll by Silent Partner. And remember, that's Cell with a single L.
the cheek commandos may be fighting for freedom and each is sold separately the cheek commandos they're probably battling evil buy all our play sets and toys oh get in the robot already firebirds